Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Mm, I love it. And this week we are talking about fostering meaningful connections. Yes, What a fun topic for right now. I know. It's like the holidays, and I feel like we're all bundled up with our families and friends. and We want to meaningfully connect. Absolutely. So actually, it's really exciting, too, is that we have a guest on today. We have Kareen Odini, who is the founder of We're Not Really Strangers, a card game dedicated to fostering meaningful connections. Yes. And like we said, with the holidays approaching, it's it's kind of this time where we're all – re-examining our relationships and we want to dig deeper into them and we want to know how to cultivate stronger ones. Which we definitely talk about and we're going to be talking to her also about her own journey creating this card game, why connection matters and how we can all learn to let our walls down. A little bit more. Yeah. How cute. And with that, I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine. (laughs) Yes. Also that goes with the holidays is drinking. Drinking. (laughs) Heavily. (laughs) So we are drinking today the Lifeline 2019 Chardonnay. Now this one is kind of a little new because it is certified pesticide free. Wow. Organic grapes. It's like certified in all these different. So it's healthy. It's uh, Yes, exactly. It's healthy. <laughs> sure. That's sure. what we tell ourselves as we go to sleep. Yeah. That like, was healthy was wine. Ooh. Mm. Aha, the ASMR pour. Also, the bottle is like super cool. It's like this green color. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's actually kind of festive. It's very festive. Yes. Life Vine. And this is from, I don't know if it's Clement Hills or Clements Hills, but it's a Chardonnay from California. Well, we will link it in the show notes if you want to pick up a glass of this for the holidays. But yep. not let's cheers to this episode. Cheers. Oh we? gosh, you're so far away. Yeah, no, we're not going to physically okay. cheers, but <laughs> mentally cheers. A mental cheers to this episode. And let's just get into it. Let's bring Corrine on. Let's right? go. Corrine, not Corinne. We've got a Corinne and, and a, a Corrine. <laughs> but first, let's introduce her. So Corrine Odini is, like I said, the founder of We're Not Really Strangers, a card game and movement all about empowering meaningful connections with others. In just two years, We're Not Really Strangers has grown organically from 20,000 followers. Which to, is still a lot. Right. That's yeah. like, yeah, I, I, we would be very happy to have 20,000 <laughs> yes. followers. 20,000 followers to a loyal community of over 2 million on Instagram where introspective, thought-providing questions and quotes foster connection and conversation among strangers in the comments. Today, Corrine continues to follow her passion of creating thoughtful content that encourages even strangers to connect in a meaningful way. Let's dive into it. Let's meet Corrine. Let's meet Corrine, guys. So Corrine, it's it's Corrine, right? I don't want to say Corrine. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm Corinne. Right. I don't want people to be confused. <laughs> um, do you have you been feeling the Karen pain? The oh you know what? No. Because like that question even didn't even register for a second. Like, <laughs> because I just feel like Corrine is just such a it's weird so, 
name. Yeah. Like I've oh not Corinne. Everyone thinks my name is Corinne, but then I'm like, no, it's Corinne. And I think I have to like really pronounce it for them to know <laughs> what I'm saying. And they're like, okay. Like I just feel like my name is too weird to like blend Even- in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, your name is like, you get confused with my name and then my name gets confused with Karen. And then now there's Karen culture. And I'm like at Starbucks and they're like, so for Karen? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not Karen. <laughs> I mean, Corinne, the people need to know how to pronounce that. Like Corinne Bailey Ray, like she- hey, thank you. Way. I say that all the time. I'm always like, have you never heard of Corinne Bailey Ray? When Three little birds sat on my window. <laughs> Okay, Matt was like, yes, like finally someone with a name similar to mine. She makes it cool. Like she was this beautiful singer because I was always like insecure about my name. But um, but yeah, it's funny. You're, it's like when you have a certain name, people have different variations of it. And for me, it's your name. And, and then, yeah, now I'm Karen. Yeah, she's Karen. You've always been Karen. Though. I've always been Karen, yeah. but uh, recently <laughs> it's not been so great yeah. with the Karen culture. I used to want my name to be Karen because it was normal. You know, like yeah. it more standards. So I was like, that's the name I want. Like, why did I have to be named Kareen? Like, that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> when it's so beautiful too. But that's always yeah. how it goes when you're young. Yeah, you always want to fit in. different. Yeah. Well, I think if anybody is friends with me, they automatically now own your game. Yes. We're not really strangers. Yes. I have been vouching for this game for years now because I don't know. It was probably like three years ago. You like had me come over and you were like, I'm like starting this game and like, we're going to take pictures for it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I came over and we like, I think we just pulled a few cards out of the game. And I was like, no, this is like really going to be a big deal. Next level. I remember that day so vividly. Yeah. We like went out and like shot in like a random parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And I remember like, how did we like, you knew Rose, right? I know Rose, but I also met you on one of my dad's shoots. Yes, the music video. That music video. I don't know. We've like been like crossing each other's paths in very like weird ways, like over the just, years. I was just thinking about that music video because I was like, how did you and I actually meet? And also you were with LA Models, I think. Yeah, we were both with LA Models. Yeah, so that was kind of how it worked. But like, I remember it was Dion Taylor. Shout out Dion. Yeah, shout out to Dion. Directing it. And I met him somehow. And I was at the time like, photography was my hustle. Any opportunity I had to take photos, I was like, oh, I'm there. I'll bring my camera. I'll do whatever you need me to do. And he let me shoot on set. And then you walked in and I remember I like recognized you somehow. And then I ended up randomly being in the video. Like last night, <laughs> like, oh, in the video, by the way. And I was like, sure. And I like put on this dress. I was like, Were you one of the like bridesmaids in the <laughs> Yes. Yes. It was so random. But like that that was my life at the time. It was because of my camera, I was able to go into so many different random worlds and feel comfortable because I was just there to take photos. So I didn't need to like, you know, have anything else. Like I was like, if I have my camera, I'm safe. So. Yeah. 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 You did that for a while. And then all of a sudden now you're just like this mega boss with this amazing company, game. with this game. We're not really strangers, yeah. which I guess for anybody who doesn't know what the game is, can you explain it for our listeners? Yes. So it's called We're Not Really Strangers and it's a purpose-driven card game all about creating meaningful connections with each other and with yourself. That's how I explain it. Yeah. So like literally all my friends when they are dating or just like for life, I'm like, you have to have this game. It's like all these different cards with different levels of connection that you like build along the way. 
And anybody who's ever played it has loved it. And especially guys. I feel like guys are like, you know, you always think it's hard to get to know or like hard to open up for guys, but they love it. Yeah. No, they, it's so weird because like, I always look at our analytics and 18% are guys. The rest are, it's like a huge (laughs) women and then 18%. Well, they're buying it for their boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe that's what it is because like, I've slowly started thinking about like the male audience and what that means and how much they really need it as well. And I went out to a restaurant over the weekend uh, with my boyfriend and we were, and I did not want to go to this restaurant. I was like, oh, okay, this restaurant, my boyfriend wanted to go. And as we're walking to our table, I see a couple playing our honest dating pack. And I like squeezed. Oh my God. Wow. Squeezed him and started like getting emotional because I'd never seen that happen before. And anyways, we got seated by them. Just so happened to get seated like right across. So I'm like listening. I'm like, okay, they just picked up that card. It was so crazy. And when the guy got up to go to the bathroom, I felt more comfortable like being like, hey, like, (laughs) yeah, what happened here? Like, uh, and I introduced myself and she said that he actually brought the game. And my wow. mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, a guy brought this to a date? Like that is, that's crazy. It's such a good way to like quick start. Like if you're going to, if this is going to work or not, because the questions in there are so, I mean, and you build into it, but you really, by the end, I feel like really get to know a person. Um, yeah. Like, so when you first started it or when you even conceptualized it, could you ever imagine that that would happen, that you'd be walking by and somebody be no. playing it? No, it was, I mean, I have a lot of like self-doubt and I've carried a lot of self-doubt, like a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. And the longest time making this, I've worked on this for so long. I'm 25 now. I started this when I was like 19. It wasn't a game at 19, but it was me photographing people. I started taking photos even younger than that, like 14 in yearbook. So um, it was this long, long build of like figuring out what this thing could be. And as I was building it, I didn't want to put it out because I was, you know, when you work on something for so long, it's almost like, and all your friends know about it yes. and your acquaintances, it's like people would come up to me and my friends would be like, so, or like people I didn't know that well would be like, are you still working on that game thing? And I'd be like, oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Know like, about what if it, it doesn't live up to the hype and you're in your head? Yes. And I would get like, I had this feeling that I had to be in the room explaining the game in order for it to work. Like that was another thing. Like when you create a game, it has to live on its own, obviously. Instructions right. you have to make. I worked so hard on those instructions because that's a whole other art form in itself. But I just, I had a lot of self-doubt and my boyfriend was really good at like pushing me to just, he was like, just put it out. Just put, he's like, if, if it fails, look, you got me. I'll, I'll <laughs> things. I was like, okay. Like it was, I need like, that. <laughs> it was really sweet. Like I remember the moment he said that because I was like, you know what? Like I am safe. Like even if this fails, I have people in my life. I love, I have great friends. I have a great life and I still have passion for this, even if it doesn't live up to whatever expectations I have. But, um, so no, I never expected that. So that's why I got so emotional because I was like this is just so wild to see this such a full circle moment and was that like is that core self-doubt sort of like what inspired you to make the game or was the inspiration behind creating it for other people yeah so what inspired it was I think I've always been obsessed with certain topics like when I was very very young I was into like psychology and all those things and it and it was I guess, what do you call it? Like uh, manifested or like I show that through. Mm-hmm. And I, how old were you guys when you had your first heartbreak? I'm just curious. Like what was that age? Oh, my first real heartbreak was probably 18. Oh, 18. Okay. 
Yeah. I feel like I haven't had a true, true heartbreak heartbreak yet. Yeah. Other than like, well, if we're getting real, (laughs) other than like my parents. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother nother thing. But you know what? This is a vulnerable, you know, it's all about being vulnerable with this game. And have you ever been in love? Ooh, I I have. You have, you haven't? Mm Mm-mm. Got it. Okay, though, that's a really interesting. I'm like wanting to dig your like. <laughs> You're like, no. let's flip the script <laughs> on this. Totally different. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's interesting. So I had my first heartbreak at 16, and at that age, and especially when you don't have perspective on it, yeah, um, you don't know that you'll ever feel better. Like that's the scariest part is you haven't done it before, so and felt better afterwards. So I would Google like, how do I get over my first love? I would always Google like whatever I was going through, and or do you ever get over your first love and all the answers were like no like really pessimistic what (laughs) or maybe my brain was filtering that you know right you were just seeing what you wanted to see confirmation exactly like what I was afraid to see and it was just so like gross I felt like shit I was in class googling how not to cry and a trick where you like pinch yourself and it actually works like not too hard but like yeah so I was just like in a weird place obviously and but I still had I was taking photos. So I started asking strangers, do you ever get over your first love? Like going out to the real world, not Google and asking people the question. Um, so I was like, I guess, yeah, I was like around 16 on Ventura Boulevard, set up a tripod and that's what I would do with my time. And wow. I fell in love with asking questions. I realized like, okay, certain questions get the best interview. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, noted, ask these types of questions, change the wording a little bit and you'll get a little more depth. So it was just like this process of figuring out how to get interesting answers that would help me. Like that was the whole process. Like I had no name for it. I was at chickens and waffles on Instagram. So the whole thing was- Yes, I remember. I remember when you were that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like hashtag waffleography. That was the name of this project. Like we're not really strangers used to be waffleography. That was the <laughs> branding before. And, and I loved doing it. And I would interview all different types of people. I would spend a day out after a shoot. I would be outside of the Beverly Hills Hotel with my camera and waiting as people walked in and out until I got kicked out. I would go to, uh, I would go to Slauson. I went to downtown. I went anywhere I could. I would park my car and just walk. Sometimes I would meet people um, and just hang out with them for days, literally. And just, like I befriended a prostitute um, and anytime I would go over there, we would just hang out and I would take her photos and ask her questions about love. And then I would talk to a 102 year old woman who's been married for 56 years. And wow. the amount of, di- I, I remember talking to a pimp once and I thought that was the most intriguing thing in the world. And I wanted to like follow him into his world, but he didn't let me. <laughs> I would get yelled at. I would get like that didn't happen a lot. One time I got yelled at. Most people were super nice. Um, I would interview models I was around. Like that was the thing like that I was doing. And I was so like that's all I did. I remember my mom and I had and my sister had to move to like kind of like a not the best neighborhood. And all my friends were next to us. And I was like so depressed. So I just would drive to different areas by where we were. And that's what I did with my time when I wasn't working. So that- I'm not scared to, like talking to these like, so, I mean, I'm scared to talk to the guy at the bank. It's <laughs> the weird thing. And this is why I believe in like the flow of life or like being in your element and following that thing. Because today I don't think I would, I'm not in the state of mind to do that today. And I don't really, I relate to that girl, but I also am like, 
what? Like I, <laughs> I've gone way more shy, way more afraid. Like sometimes we'll have to like go ask people to put bumper stickers on their car because we need a photo. And I'm like, Keaton, can you go do that? Like, I'm too scared. Like now I'm like way more timid than I was, I feel like. Um, but at the time, that's all I knew. And I was very focused. Like that's all I wanted to do. If someone told me not to go to a certain place because they're like, that's not the best area, that's where I wanted to go. It was, I don't relate to that part of me anymore, but that was what I needed to do at the time, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And and talking yeah. about like this process of, of you just always being interested in connection and how that translated into the game, like what was the process of actually creating the physical product that you have? Like, Mm -hmm. was that something you were familiar with? Were there a lot of learning curves and just figuring out how to make this game? Yes. 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 (laughs) Because making a game is just so random. Like even when I think about it now, like, oh, I made a game. It just sounds so like what? But it (laughs) happened because Humans of New York, you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows. I remember when I was taking those photos and interviewing people, um, my boyfriend at the time like sent me Humans of New York and he was like, they're doing like what you do. And I was like, damn it. Like my idea has been done. Like this is already a thing in the world. And it made me, even though it, like looking back, it's like, you ha- we have a unique voice. Like it's, so it's okay. But at the time I really took it as like, I want to figure out my own lane. I don't want to, I guess actually I still stand by that because it felt like what I was doing was, already satiated like the need was already taken care of through this platform and I loved it and I admired it so I was like what is my my thing my contribution to this space so um but I didn't know what that would be and for the longest time that was like a bit of I don't want to call it a burden that sounds too big but it was my like the thing that was kind of like chipping away at me like yeah like looming over you yeah it was looming over me because I had a passion but I didn't have a name for it and I didn't know what it could be. So it was like this random like thing I was trying to figure out. And it was actually a bunch of little encounters with strangers that, which I didn't realize until I started telling the story. I was like, oh, that's kind of how it worked. Little encounters with strangers gave it life because one, when I was walking to my car, I saw a random stranger sitting down reading and I went up to him to ask him the questions and interview him and he's the one who gave me the name for the project because after our interview as I was about to walk off he stopped me and said that he liked what I was doing and that I would write a book one day and it would be called we're not really strangers so I didn't even come up with the name some someone I met gave me that name I wrote it down I texted it to my friend and that was step one I had a title for it and it was available on 101 domain and all of that stuff like it just worked and um then I met another guy who once I had the name by the way I was making decks I was pitching it to people I was looking for a team like I was like (laughs) have it now I would be calling random people and be like okay so this is my idea and it was going to be a photo sharing platform so okay so that was the whole idea was I was going to train people how to photograph strangers so I was like okay like you need a camera you need to go up to them you need to ask them these questions and then you're going to send it to notreallystrangers.com and we're going to archive them based on emotion so if you guys you guys still do that (laughs) (laughs) well I'll tell you though what happened was 
people, it, it didn't catch on, right? Like when you hear this idea, it's like, that's cool. But like, do you really have the time and the energy? Right. Go out, photograph people, upload it. It's not the same like ease, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're not a photographer already. So it didn't really work. But at the same time, I, I was building like the brand colors and the, the font and like, I was still figuring it out and working on a deck one day, the guy sitting across from me at this cafe um, introduced himself and ended up being a like producer for documentaries. I'm still friends with him, by the way, Brandon. And he, we exchanged information because I told him about, we're not, I was working on the We're Not Really Strangers deck and I was showing it to him that day. And um, a little while later, I was just in bed. Like this was like a couple months later. It was around Valentine's Day. And I just felt really sad because I didn't know what to do with my project. And I was feeling shitty about myself. And, it, and I thought to myself, like I could hit up this guy and see if he would film with me over the weekend. And the idea was to have strangers asking each other the questions that I would ask strangers. That was the like premise. Mm. Was this the Venice Beach one? Or not on the boardwalk? So that was once the game was. was, Okay, okay, okay. But this video, if you saw it, I still have it. It looks very shitty. (laughs) The quality is not good. We're reading off index cards. Like I was writing the questions on index cards at the time. And, um, And one of the questions was, what is your name? Brandon was like, make it, what do you think my name is? And I was like, why? I thought it was such a bad idea. And he was like, no, 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 trust me. Make it, what do you think my name is? As I watched people play that card, I realized there was something interesting in people challenging their perceptions of one another, Mm. right? So like, if you look at me or look at one of us and you can create, like we, as humans, we can make up a narrative about- Right, a whole story. You know that TikTok trend where it's like <laughs> moms that are like, you took so long, you took so long for me to call back. You know, like that whole, yeah. you know, that? Yeah. people are posting that and duetting it with like what they think their like Starbucks order is or what does their room oh. look like. Uh. And that to me is what it is. It's like we see someone and we can attach like a whole story to them just by how they look. Right. But um, and if you play the game, that is the first level, right? It's perception. Well, yeah. So I re- so that at, at the park, I was like, what do you think my name is, is interesting for that reason? I went home and was like, okay, this could be a level. Like, what do you think my name is? That's not in the game anymore, but now it's what it was your first impression of me. What did my shoes tell you about me? Yeah, what is my room? What do you think my room looks like? Yeah, so questions like that. And that was the beginning. It, then it took many more years to package it and figure out all the cards and all like, that's just a whole other story. But that was <laughs> how the beginning of taking the name and then it can maybe be a game kind of like flow. Yeah. And then you took the game and once it was done, you, you like exploded it into this huge brand and We've seen so many brands that have like started on Instagram and I know you've got- um, I think you have like 2.4 million followers. Yes. And so when you first started kind of blowing into success, were you a little nervous about it? Did you feel like, oh my God, like people are really seeing me now? Yes. And also that I was so relieved that it was working because so I obviously am so obsessed with this idea. And like my, I used to, I also till this day think about what success means means to me. I try to define that for myself regularly. Early on, it was financial freedom. That's a huge thing for me. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. 
that's important, but also the creative in me feel my success. And from that perspective is getting, being able to work with the most creative, talented people at the highest level, like being mm. able to have an idea and see it come to life. And your team is this incredibly talented team. That to me is the coolest thing on earth to be able to have that idea and like execute it with the right people. So when it started working and there was slowly like the ability to create things and like, Oh, all of a sudden we can do that. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> yeah. that was, when I was able to hire my first graphic designer and she was helping me make posts, that was such an insanely good feeling. Because for the longest time, I was taking all the favors from all my graphic designer friends. <laughs> Shout out Alan and Reed. But to be able to start having it work was meant that I could keep doing what I love. So that it was actually yes. the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And like, how was that? I mean, you're like a creative at heart, as you're saying. Like, But how was that transition from being a creative to... I'm assuming you're like the CEO of whatever your company, you know what I mean? Like what was that transition from creative to like businesswoman? Was there like a learning? Yeah. All that stuff and having to manage everyone. Asking Uh, for a friend. Yeah. Asking for a friend. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, I'm still in that transition. Um, My boyfriend is my co-CEO. So he's been, yeah. And it's been, I'm learning so much every single day. Like I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Transition was slow. That's what I'll say. It's not like all of a sudden things started working and I'm the CEO and like, damn, I got it all figured out. It's it's still like a slow, like every single day, all of a sudden you have a new team member, which to me, I thought that's where all your questions are answered. You have someone on your team that's done for you. But in reality, when you have someone on your team, you need to step up. You need to know how to delegate. You need to know how to make a to-do list. You need to know what to ask for and when to critique and when to encourage there's so much that comes with it. So I think the answer to that is every single day you have to be like on your toes and just open to the lessons and, and make mistakes. And, and, but luckily I'm, I'm very lucky that I have a partner, a boyfriend, but also someone I work with that I've been able to ask my questions to because he has he runs run- a really successful company. Yeah. And he, but he recently transitioned into like doing, we're not really strangers full time, which is also like this wow, other crazy thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So he, but he's done a business for 10 years. So it's also important to always, I think when telling your stories, like point out the privileges you've had and like, it's not like, oh yeah, I just figured it all out by myself guys. And like all props to me, like there's so many people that have made it possible as well. So for me, it was him and just the mentors in my life that have made it even people I'm not that close to and started becoming closer to like have been such influential like people in the process of building this, you know? Well, it's so cool because just from hearing your story, it's like all these little kind of nuggets along the way that you've sort of picked up and it's all built into, I mean, it's little parts of your story mm-hmm. that have now built into a full-blown brand and this amazing game that I think really is changing people's lives. Like I played it with my sister. We both ended up in tears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, because it's so, it's it's both like comforting and enlightening and you learn so much even about like my sister, you know what I mean? You can play it with a stranger or with somebody that you are super close with and still learn 
about them and who they are. Yeah. Have you always been fascinated with, I mean, I know we, the photography aspect, but just from your childhood too, like fascinated with connection. Like did your parents teach you to talk about your feelings or like, where did that initial interest in, I feel like it takes years for people to feel comfortable enough to can like connect in a real way. And it mm-hmm. seems like you had that urge early on, right? Yeah. I think I had like when my mom and I immigrated from Israel when I was young. So she, her first language was in English. So she really ingrained in me, like ask questions, ask questions in school, mm. pertaining to school, like, um, especially as I got older, but not that much, like elementary school started. And she's like, I want you to stay after class and ask your teacher questions, be the last one in class and ask questions. And I remember one day my teacher said, you ask good questions. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like I kind of like took that <laughs> there in. There we go. I did it, mom. <laughs> exactly. And it like made me feel good about myself. And I was like, okay, that's my thing. I ask questions and I don't need to know everything. I just ask the right questions. And that started young for me. And later as I grew older, I realized the, how like profound questions are and how like, how important they are. But that was a little element of it. And then I think I always kind of, I don't know, it's, I remember a, uh, a neighbor that was this guy and I would go up to their house. It was like our neighbors and he would show me like old movies, like Gone with the Wind and ask me about, have you ever, he, I remember him asking me like, have you ever had your heart broken? This was right before I had my heart broken. Like, this was right Are you psychic? But it was so funny because he asked me that and then like dropped me off to a date that I was going on with the guy. But it was just this time in my life, it was like 16, where I started getting introduced to these themes, right? Mm. Like watching Gone with the Wind, even though I thought it was the most boring movie in the world. <laughs> he was like really trying to explain to me why he loved it and why this it's a great story and asking me these questions. And I would go up. It kind of sounds weird now, like this older neighbor, but like it was super like normal. <laughs> right. Yes. Like his wife was there too. Yeah. But he would ask ask me these really interesting questions. And like, I felt like an adult talking to him about these adult topics and they would have this, like, they had a little party. And I remember talking to one of the adults and like asking them questions that I would ask when I was taking photos. I just kind of like started realizing like, this is a natural curiosity of mine. And, but I felt very weird for it at the time. And my friends in high school, when I would take photos, kind of knew me as the girl who would take photos of people. And that was like this weird Thing. I, so it was like, I always had this interest, but it, but it was just weird until it made sense, you know, later on in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to deem you, hopefully you, you're not upset, upset by this. I'm going to deem you a relationship expert because I feel like connection has been such a deep part of your story. And, mm-hmm. and I don't really know what makes a relationship expert an expert, but Certainly I feel like connection expert. I feel like connection expert. You've seen it all. <laughs> Um, and you know, we're in such a unique time in, in 2020. And I feel like our, a lot of our listeners probably are experiencing this. How have you seen quarantine in 2020 and being isolated affect our ability to connect? Has it increased it? Do you think it's made it harder? Like what's the connection experts <laughs> opinion, <laughs> opinion on, on, on how 2020 has been? I think, yeah, I think, <sighs> For just to like the the expert title, I always try to say that I'm not an expert. I just we're not experts. We always say that. Yeah, I'm not an expert because I just don't want people to come to like the platform or anything. Yeah, and think that's. I want to ask questions, and I want people to ask themselves questions and get therapy where they need it. Because I that's absolutely. I'm not here for the answers. My whole platform is a public diary for myself, a place where I can work through what I'm learning and hopefully ask 
people the right questions to kind of get the answers for themselves. But as far as connection during quarantine, the question is how, like, how has it affected people's ability to connect? Or maybe your own, like, how have you seen it? Do you see it as like this great opportunity for us to connect more? Or do you see like a lot of more hurdles just from your own experience? I think it's been, one, I'm in a different, I'm in a after in my life where I feel like I'm like this with work. For, right. Yeah. Same. Real time, you know, and I'm sure like you guys relate. It's, so it's kind of like I, what I'm feeling is I haven't been able to cultivate new friendships or new relationships as much. Mm. But with the people in my life, I've, I like, I try to see, like before I would sometimes not see, go to my mom's house for a few weeks at a time. Now it's a habit on Sundays, I go over there. So like yeah. there've been different like elements like that that have improved for me. But I think for myself, it's harder to just make new friends, I think. that, And that's mm-hmm. something I was thinking about and kind of being like, oh, like I miss that part of like, being able to go out and just meet a random person and connect with them on a deeper level. Like now it's, it's, but I also think of it as like, it's just not the chapter I'm in, you know, and that's okay. Like I'm in build mode and like, and I love it. I enjoy it. So it's okay. And kind of like not judging that too much also. That's so interesting. You say that because I have also noticed like even in our friend group and even, you know, I reconnected at the beginning of quarantine or the beginning of the pandemic with, some of my friends from like elementary school and we're still talking like every single day and those connections have gotten so much deeper, but, um, like I'm single and we've got some single friends and dating. I mean, you can't date. It's like, (laughs) it's really tough. There's none of that newness, but it is interesting how the already established connection or the already established relationships have gotten so much stronger and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. There's not a lot of newness, but <laughs> yeah. becoming seeing the new and the familiar type of thing, you know, yes. like there's a big opportunity to learn something new about people we already know. And, and yeah, it's up to us to like tap into that. But, you know, we all have people who we talk to every day or might be quarantined with. So it's up to us to decide how we want to like nurture those relationships right now. Yes. And actually just as a really quick side note, speaking of learning things about people, I have a friend that I've known since I was six years old. Yeah. I found out, I'm not kidding, four days ago what? that she changed her middle name when we were in high school. What? <laughs> yeah. She put it in our group text. This was the same group from elementary school that we reconnected. Uh-huh. She's like, oh yeah, I, I kept it kind of quiet, but yeah, I changed my name. And you're like, <laughs> I, that, so what did she change it from and to, do you know? Was it like an embarrassing middle name? It was Francine. Yeah. Okay. She changed it to something. I can't remember now. It's like a double name, but it's actually really cool. But I love she, that she did that. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so I've known you my whole life and I didn't know that. <laughs> So interesting. Yeah. There's always that layer to people that you're like, yeah, yeah, I I feel feeling too, when you like learn something new about somebody. Yes. And there's always something to learn. I mean, you never totally know even yourself, you know, sometimes I surprise, I'm like, Oh, Oh, I didn't even know that about myself. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's not, I mean, is it that we're like afraid to like put our walls down or I don't think people are so afraid of, cause I, I feel like there's always, maybe it's just that we're all just so deep. It just takes forever sometimes to really get to know someone. But I feel like there is a lot of people who are afraid to live kind of the way that you do, Karine, and and let your walls down. And I mean, do you have any idea why maybe people are holding back so much? Yeah. I think also like 
I made the game very much for myself because I have that same like hurdle. And so, and I still deal with it. There are times where it's like burying something like an emotion is way easier than confronting it and it feels comfortable and safe. So yeah. Or like if you feel like some change in your life isn't that significant, so you don't share it because you don't want to bore people with your life updates. Maybe that's what your friend was going through with her middle. <laughs> like, I didn't know you wanted to know this about me. Yeah. There's a lot of things. And I think we have to like be invited. I'll speak for myself, like be invited to open up with people. Like, I'm not going to just sit with you and be like, okay, let, let me, me tell you my whole life story. Yeah. yeah. Because you have to be like very mindful of people's own boundaries and what they are able to take in. So I think if we want those deeper connections and to be able to like let out a lot, we have to invite people to do that with us. It's very like, has to be reciprocated and like it's an energy exchange. So I think it's one being in touch with our own like truths and feelings, like knowing what whatever it is that you're feeling and then giving an invitation to someone else to do that with you. And then they might, they might allow that to happen as well. Like kind of like, you know, cause sometimes you're like, okay, I want, I forget who said this, but like, I want to have more friends. And the response to that is how can you be a better friend? Mm. You know, so it's like, I want someone to listen to me. I don't have someone to tell like, open. okay, how can you be that person? Yeah, you should. Yeah. For someone to open up to you. And sometimes they might need you to open up in order for them to open up. But you have, and that's why it's, advice is hard here because you have to just like know yourself and feel out a situation to the best of your ability because every person is different. Some people, I have friends that I have to very carefully get them to open up to me or really be like, come on, give it to me, give it. And then I learned in that relationship that they like that. Versus some people in my life don't want to say too much. And that's their love language is me allowing them that space to have a private life where they don't talk about it. And that's okay too. So you have to like learn people and yourself. Mm -hmm. And speaking of yourself (laughs) and the game, what's your favorite question that's in there? Or what's a question that you, that you like to ask and that you love hearing the answers to? Okay. That's, that makes it interesting. Because I get asked, like, what's your favorite question? Even like on Instagram, people ask yeah. that a lot in the comments. And I don't know because it depends, right? Like if I'm right. to a certain person, I might want to know this about them, you know, and vice. And then if it's someone else, it's some, another question. But I really like hearing what people are passionate about. Like that is really, I feel like that's a really good way. Like I always want to know that almost first because I want to know what like makes them excited about what they do. I think maybe because I'm so obsessed with my, what I do that I want to like connect from that space. Um, But I do love hearing that. And if the energy is right and I'm able to go there with someone, I'm, I'm usually interested in what's uh, this is going to sound so dark and heavy, but like, what's the most pain they've been in that wasn't physical. Yeah. I remember a lot of times that like the pain we go through shapes us Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways. And I sometimes feel like people who have gone through a couple things, like it doesn't have to be anything intense, but aren't in touch with that part. I'm able to connect with a bit more versus like, you know, like there's just something to connect with and like learn with each other about. So those two questions are interesting for me. I feel like it just kind of like cuts into who someone is. Yeah. yeah. I, I played the game with, with my boyfriend when we were dating at the time mm-hmm. and he, we answered, or I don't remember who answered that question, but 
not to say that we're connected through our pain, we love Mm -hmm. each other, but that was something for us when we kind of dived into our childhoods and all this stuff. It was like, wow, we have so much in common. We've been through so many similar things and have so many um, similar sentiments. And I just remember specifically that question and how much connection it brought for us and still does. Like, where I don't know how long it would have taken us to get there had your game not <laughs> expedited it. Yeah. Wow, that is so, it's just so trippy to me to hear that people, like you played it with your boyfriend early on. It's just so crazy. Like I played it with my boyfriend early on too. And it's it's weird when like something you make for you is out there. Yeah. Yeah. But no. that's so cool. I love that that, that question connected you guys. Because I think it's like the question, that question I always notice gets people really emotional when it's asked and it's almost like a button you can press on someone and it's like there they are like the human like really shines through there and you like are able to connect so yeah well um kareen literally this has been so yes wow what a soul fulfilling for us and i've been wanting to have you on the podcast for so long because i'm such a fan of what you're doing. And she and you're, really is your number one. I'm not by. kidding. You should be scared. Every <laughs> single person. I mean, like, I have everyone by the game. Also, so then she had me by the game. I played it with my sister. My sister bought the game. It's, it's like, like this, <laughs> this spiral. I was on, I did a movie and all the actors on set, they all bought it. Like, I'm not kidding. She I'm out here promoting. One. So if I you need someone on the ground. <laughs> I hope you know how much I appreciate that. Like really like that's the most important thing for anyone starting a brand or anything. It's like people who talk about it, like yeah. people who want to share it and from like a personal place. So like, thank you so much. Like, Oh my God, I'm not even doing it for you, girl. I'm just doing it because I believe in this thing. You're sharing it from a really personal space. That's like so surreal that, that that's the biggest compliment. Well, we're so, so grateful to have you and thank you for talking to us. And we're going to link everything in the show notes. If you want to go to her website or Instagram and buy the game, you can just swipe up and find the link. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys. Wow, that was so great. And I feel like We're Not Really Strangers is literally the perfect game to play with like your family during yes, this time. Yes, because even like we were saying, with the connections you already have, like you can go so much deeper. Yeah. And shit, we opened up like... <laughs> More than we expected to. Oh my to. God. <laughs> the, the game plus wine is really the, the wine key. really helps, it's you guys. Really the key. You're going to have to get a bottle of wine. <laughs> So we hope you guys learned more about Corinne's company. We're not really strangers. Why meaningful connection matters. And you feel inspired to let your own walls down with the people that you love. Yes. And if you have any questions, you know, even about connection or... If you want to connect with us. With us. Yeah. Oh, hey. If you want to connect with us, feel free to DM us um, at am I doing this right pod or email us at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com. We've also got a website. Am, Am I, I doing, doing this, this right? right Pod.com. Pod. <laughs> uh, There's no excuse to not uh, interact with us no. because we got you on. We've got you on all fronts. And uh, please also rate and review the podcast and tell your friends because it's so helpful for us. Yeah. So, um, Nat, should we get into what, what are we, what was this? The Lifeline. Life Vine. Life Vine. Life Vine. Yes. This has a Purity Clean Label Award. 
Wow. Yeah. It's, it's certified in all these different things. So would you like to introduce our hottie of the week? I would love to introduce. So because Kareen is from Israel. Yes. We felt like it was necessary to have a, a fellow Israeli queen. Yes. A brilliant Beautiful. Well, actually, before I say who it is, when people used to ask me who I look, look up to, like in interviews and stuff, I always said her because she went to Harvard yes. and she prioritized her education, but she's also a very successful actress. Yes, she and is. And I prioritize my education and I've always looked up to her. I'm like, you really can have it all. You can, yes, you can. get an education and you can also be successful in the entertainment industry. Yes, she's it's not Oscar one or the winner. other. No, she has a Harvard degree and has an Oscar. And a family. She's amazing. Amazing. It's Natalie Portman, you it's guys. It's Natalie Portman. I feel like a lot of people don't know that she is Israeli. I don't think that, yeah. I think that's not commonly known. Also, fun fact, she skipped the Star Wars premiere. Oh, I always say that. To, to do her. To study for finals. Yes. What a badass. What a badass bitch. So let's rate. Let's rate this 2019 Chardonnay. One to Natalie Portman. You go first. Okay, let me take another step. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. Here's my thing. And okay. we've said it a million times. We don't love Chardonnay. Don't love Chardonnay. It takes a lot for us to be like, oh yeah, that's a good Chardonnay. That's the, yeah. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. It's okay. To Natalie Portman? Oh, come on. Natalie Portman's a 14. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it a six to I was gonna Natalie say a, Portman. I was going to say a five. Wow. Yeah. 5.5. 5.5 to Natalie Portman. Yeah. It's, you know, it's to- It's actually unfair to the wine because you yeah. did give it a very, some. it's hard to live up to. Hard to live Extremely. up to Extremely. But we, we will give the Life Vine Chardonnay a 5.5 out of Natalie Portman. Yes. And if you're, if you are super health conscious and you're all only specifically organic everything, this, this would be a good, great option for yes, you. Yes, great option. And it'll be linked in the show notes if you want to test it yourself and let us know what you think. Yes, it was. Okay, so for our wrap-up game today, I feel like it is just fitting to play We're Not Really Strangers, Natalie. Like, we have to play it. And I think it's fair that we bring Kareen back to play it with us. I'm kind of nervous. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Okay, so we have Kareen here. Um, And so we should just pull from level one, right? Perception? I would do level two. Oh, okay. 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 Can can we explain? It's perception is one. Two Mm -hmm. is feeling? Connection. Connection. And then you reflect at the end. Reflect. 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 Okay, okay, so we're so gonna action too. We're gonna pull a card from Kareen's game. We're not really strangers, which is linked in the show notes. Hello. And we're gonna read one for Kareen, and Kareen's gonna read one for us, and we're gonna answer. Let's do um, it. So we'll we'll go with Kareen first. Do you want to pull that? I hope it's not a wild. I, the wild card ones really are like nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. What? Is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? Ooh, that's a that's an easy one for me to answer. <laughs> Not too deep, but it's in my we like to really personal spot. Um, I think probably my I always I think a part of why I can do winners and and am very like attached to it is I always try to understand the other side, and I tend to have 
just a curiosity about things I don't understand and people I don't understand and people that maybe society will vilify or deem as bad. Mm. I want to understand that point of view because of the idea we're not really strangers and people always feel like um, they're right. Usually yeah. people aren't doing things and thinking they're wrong, evil people. Sometimes right. I'm sure there's the exceptions of sociopaths and all of that. But a lot of times the people we disagree with, even in our personal lives, are just trying their best and feeling like they're showing up the best they can. Yeah. I wouldn't want to change that about myself. I, I, I think that's a quality that helps me with what I do. Yeah. And it just helps cope with the world, the world and the state right of the now. world. And everyone feels so divisive. And you can tune into what someone else is going through, where they're coming from. I think it makes you feel less separate from mm-hmm. everyone and and that's a great skill to have in 2020 yes. for sure. <laughs> it, makes, it makes you feel lighter because you don't feel like things are personal or people are out to get you or anything like that. It's like you, especially in your personal life, right? It's like you, you realize that people are just doing the best they can truly. Mm-hmm. And that's that has doing the best they, they can with what they have. Yeah, exactly. And what yeah. they've been given. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what they've been given. Yes. Exactly. For sure. Okay. Okay. Well, do you want to pull a card for us? Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> We're I'm nervous. Like drinking my wine over here. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a harder one. But what part of your life works? What part of your life hurts? Oh, <laughs> Kareen did us dirty on the podcast. Scandalous. <laughs> okay. Okay. What part of us works and what part of us hurts? What part of what our part life? Of life. Our, our lives works and hurts. Ooh, I think I'm here. I'm, I'm going to, are you ready? Uh, I think I've got it. Okay. No, you, you go Nat. You go Nat. Yeah. Okay. What part of my life works is the connections and friendships that I have and with mm-hmm. my family is like so deep and I feel I'm like so blessed. Wow. By the people in my life. Sometimes I actually can't believe it. I'm like, how did I get so lucky? You know? Wow. That is powerful. I hope you realize like a moment for this answer because that is like winning in life. When you can yeah. see that and feel it in such a deep level that you are shocked by it, like that is so powerful. Oh I, yeah. And I don't take it for granted at all. I think about it like every day, just how lucky I am. Cause a lot of people don't have that. What doesn't work for oh, me? Oh, hurts. Uh, well, it's hurts. not even doesn't work. Yes, it hurts. What hurts. <laughs> and I'm going to call myself out. Okay, you go for it, I Matt. Guess. We're here for you. We're holding space. I am chronically avoidant mm. in relationships with like men. <laughs> and God. that hurts because it's it's my own thing, you know? And I'm I've been working through it for so long. And I'm officially like really sick of it. <laughs> But it, it's like a deep hurt. You know what I mean? It come, it stems from a deep hurt mm-hmm. that I, um, I've been working on for a while. But I think so just even you- like being able to acknowledge it and, and talk about it and being aware of it is so freeing, right? Because when you're avoiding it, you don't want to look at it and you're like, yes, I feel like that just limits you. But I feel like you've... Well, you know, my therapist <laughs> actually gave me a great... I think about this all the time. She said, it's sort of like if you have a wound that is like, there's like pus under it and it's infected Mm -hmm. and it's gross. They have to cut it open for it to heal. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, you have to like let all the stuff out and like to heal it, they have to cut open the wound. So she was like, in your process of healing this stuff, you're 
having to cut open and like, it's painful and it sucks, but it's the only way that it heals itself. Hmm. Wait, that's a really interesting analogy. Yeah. When you say you're avoidant, does that just mean like when you, I've heard that term, but I really want to understand what that means to you. Like, yeah. Anytime you feel, let's say a negative emotion with like a partner, you just don't talk about it at all or pretend like it doesn't even exist or what does that so like? I'm talking about like attachment style so like um there's people that they get in relationships and they're very anxious they're like oh my god this person's gonna leave me oh my god like they're very they're always like very anxious in the relationship and then there's avoidant which is like you just somebody shows interest in me and I'm like get the fuck away from me you know like stay back because if you're not near me you can't hurt me mm. wow Oh yeah, I've been there. I've done. <laughs> yes, and attachment styles can change. So like, yeah, and that's my thing is like I'm I'm working on getting out of that into a secure attachment style. That's oh, my goal. Wow. Oh wow, that's interesting. That makes me want to like read up on the different attachment styles. You yeah, should. there's like it's, four different ones. Yeah, it's very interesting, and everybody has. And you can have a combination too. You can be anxious and a little insecure, you know, there's all different, different variations. Okay. And my last question for you is why, <laughs> what are, why are you avoidant? I think just because I know like if I can avoid being, I felt so much hurt in my life that it's like, if I can avoid being hurt by another person, I just will completely avoid it, you know? It's like, you can't have a heart back to the beginning. Right. You can't have a heartbreak if you don't let anybody in. <laughs> in. Yeah. So it's like, a, <laughs> it's a sick self-sabotage, like protection. Yeah. You know, it's in a way you're trying to protect yourself, but it's just self-sabotage. And that's why it's a, a hurtful thing in my life <laughs> that I've done to myself. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of Brene Brown. She talks about how you can't like selectively numb. You can't selectively numb the bad emotion without also selectively numbing positive. Mm -hmm. And life is negative and positive. But, you know, but again, it's going to take like, it's so much easier said than done. Because so, yes, yes. I've, I've been there too, where it's like, okay, I'm not going to like let them see the real me or anything like that because then I'm protected through that. But mm -hmm. Anyways, kudos to you to acknowledging it. Yeah, I think I'm so proud of you, Nat. Thank you. I just really aired it out. All right, I'm Corinne. Proud of you. It's important to get that stuff out. And then you're able to like, like you said, like your therapist said, now you like put a little like little bit yeah. of a cut in that wound and it's going to yes. get and it heals. Yes, And then you'll heal. Yeah. It's a process. Yes, it's a process. Right, okay. Okay. I'll ask it again so you can re -heal. Okay. I love how you're, you're interviewing us yes, now. I know. I'm like, oh. What part seat. of your life works? What part of your life hurts? Um, I think for me, just instinctually, what I went to for what works is my relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm in such a strong, steady relationship, especially after going through 2020 and quarantining together and literally only seeing each other's faces for, you know, eight months. Mm -hmm. Um, and just all of the hurdles we went through and and communication errors and growing and all of the all of the messy ups and downs that 2020 brought yeah. like where I'm at now is just feeling so secure in my relationship hi Joe I know he's listening to this he's like <laughs> Joe, we talk about <laughs> he listens every episode, every episode. Uh -huh. um but it's just and it's such a great place it's not just a comfort zone it's a 
place of growth. Like he challenges me so much. He, he's, he's going to love this episode. He's going to love, he's going to fall in love with you. He loves connection. He's a Pisces. He's like so emotional. And I'm, I can be like Natalie where I'm like, Ooh, emotions. Like, let me back up right here. And so he really pushes me to come outside of my comfort zone and, and to talk and to communicate. And, um, so I would say what's working for me is my relationship. And I'm so proud of what we've built, especially wow. this year. Yeah. Wow. This was like a yeah. break year for people. Oh yeah. I'm like, if we can get through this, I mean, we can get through anything. Wow. And I would say in terms of what's hurt. And again, it's so funny because I feel like the things that hurt are a lot of times the things that you do to yourself, mm-hmm. which is so surprising. That's- but yeah, for me, I'm still in a place where I'm comparing myself to so many people mm-hmm. and my what success looks like. And and like I loved how you said you're you're constantly defining what that looks like for you because mm-hmm. I think I get trapped in the mainstream idea of success and mm-hmm. comparing myself to how much money people are making, how much, how much, how many projects people are working on, this, that, and I catch myself so much doing that and it's so hurtful when I am doing that. And it's like, wow, Corinne, you start beating yourself up and it's the self-fulfilling prophecy. But it's something that I'm aware of and I've been working on a lot. I've been working on a lot of ego issues. Mm. Wow. That is so powerful. And I feel that. I think we all feel that to a certain degree. And like, you have to really catch yourself and like an affirmation I try to say to myself is stop comparing yourself. They're on a different journey than you. And that's really, you know, like people are not anything you're doing. There's someone doing it at another level, doing it a little better, making more money, depending on how you define success, like better is all objective and how you want to define it. I was talking to someone I work with and they are doing their own project as well and was asking me like, like, how do I not get caught up on the likes or like if something doesn't get a good response or, and, and I told her, I was like, till this day, that is something I deal with. And you'll spend hours on something, you put it out and it doesn't get this response that you want. You are always dealing with that, but like, what is your intention? Like, what is your definition of success that no one else can touch? Like someone's response to it can't touch that, Mm. you know, not something I am trying to work on as well, because I guess there's something about humans that like to compare. I don't know what that is, but. Yeah, I wonder where that like stemmed from, but I I mean, it's difficult too with social media. It's a whole nother beast and you can see what everyone's doing in quotations. Mm. You know, we don't really very, very rarely post how we're actually doing. Right. It's most of the times like a highlight reel of our life. And so it's so easy to be like, wow, everything's going great and everything's this. That. Actually, just to bring it back to um, your brand really quick is I think you guys have started, I followed them. I followed you guys forever. Mm-hmm. And it was vulnerability Saturday or something. <laughs> where Sundays vulnerable Sundays yes where it's like you know she was saying how everybody on Instagram is like this is your absolute you know we've all taken 4,000 selfies we post the one that's the best (laughs) you know and on those vulnerable Sundays it's like a call to really just like show up and say how you're really doing yeah and I think that's so important that was important to me because it started my boyfriend coined it and he started it in our relationship because I was 
in a really dark spot and feeling bad relationship anxiety, relationship paranoia. It was my first healthy relationship. So I thought it was a whole, like a, a lie. I thought the whole- You're like, what? Yes. Yeah. And I thought he was hiding something from me. And like, it was really scary. Like I can laugh at it now, thankfully. But we started uh, talking once a week because he saw I was bottling things in and I wasn't telling him what was on my mind. So he said, okay, on Sundays, we'll do a vulnerable Sunday and you can tell me anything and you can get anything off your chest. You can cry. Even though I was doing that like almost every day. I cry to my boyfriend every day. (laughs) Exactly. Like it's not like Sunday was the only day, but it made me feel like on a Tuesday, like, okay, at least I have Sunday to just let it out. But if I didn't, it just was, I knew I could on a Sunday. You had that safe container to do it. They've continued yeah. to do it. And as I started feeling better, I was like, this would be a cool thing to try with this community. Vulnerable Sunday. And I can post a question from the game and see what happens. And I remember I posted it and it was like 40 comments or something. And it was like people really getting deep. And I was like, this isn't just 40 comments. This is 40 real emotional contribution people are giving here. And mm-hmm. and I was like, this is we're on to something with this. And um And yeah, it was just, I highly recommend like for any relationship, like having that space to say anything with each other, you know? Yeah. 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 What's your sign? Yeah. I was wondering. Um, What do you think my sign is? Now now I'm thinking, I'm like, well, my boyfriend's a Pisces. You're giving me Pisces vibes. Pisces vibes. I uh, I feel like she might be a Pisces rising. Okay. Wait, wait. What do you think she is? Capricorn. Ooh. Why Capricorn? You're a Capricorn. Well, Why? Oh, why Capricorn? Because Capricorns are always like, first of all, stunningly beautiful, but then <laughs> like on the inside, yes, always. That's and me. then they're like really, you know, they sometimes they're really creative, but then they can like get shit done. Yeah, like, they, they can get like, shit done. Hmm. Okay, I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. I are mean, you really? <laughs> wow, oh look God. at you, Matt. Look at you. Impressive, because I don't know much about horoscope, to be honest, or horoscopes. So um, that's why I was like, what do you think I am? But that's impressive that you actually got it. Yeah. I wonder if she's a Pisces rising, I'm going to become an astrologer. Now we need to do your full chart. Yeah, I don't know how to do that because I've had friends who wanted me to do the test, but I was born in Israel, so I can't, I don't know when I was born. Oh yeah, you have to know your time. And my mom, I keep asking my mom for my birth certificate and she's like, I don't know where you're (laughs) I don't know if I could ever find out. Wow. Well, Well, we we can do it for you. For my sake, I'm going to just say that you're a Pisces rising and that I am, I'm an astrologer. What are you? I'm an Aquarius. I'm a Sagittarius. She's Sagittarius. And when are your birthdays? I'm the day after Valentine's Day. So I'm February 15th. I'm December 20th. And you're... January 15th. Oh, so we're a month. You're we're a month. Okay. That's my mom's birthday and Our one of my friend. best friend's yeah. birthdays. Oh, really? Yeah. January 15th is a big day. Mm. Wow. Cool. And Martin Luther King's yeah. birthday. Martin Luther King's, yeah. A great That's, day. Yeah, wow. Okay, I have a question for you two real quick. How okay. Do you each other? Like, what's the background of this? Oh, we met at summer camp. Summer camp. When we when, were 14? We were like 14. 14. We went to filmmaking summer camp. Um, over at like Universal Studios and it was like a bunch of really weird kids like really weird kids very Very strange kids my mom said she dropped me off and she was like yeah this is a camp for odd kids Um, but whatever we were like probably the most normal ones there and so we just connected and she didn't live in LA she lived in um, Napa and we just literally have stayed in touch for 12 years (laughs) that's so special 
I know. I know. We do have a very Dance special. Is so fun. It's just it's <laughs> so random. It's so, so random. random and weird, but that's really cool, guys. Congratulations on this podcast. You guys are such great hosts. Oh, thank, thank you, you and thank so you for much. coming on. We so appreciate yes. your time. I know time is like so fleeting now, and you have so many things to do. So we appreciate well, you being they- here. And thank you. And connecting with us. And we're going to link everything we talked about in the show notes. And we're so proud of you. And we're going to keep playing this game. And I'm going to keep being your street team for the game. (laughs) Thank you so much. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And have a great holiday. Happy holidays. We will see you next week. We're not going anywhere. Have a great time with your family, your friends, wherever you're at. And we love you so much. And we love you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 